everyone. Welcome to my second radio show. This is Hossa, and today I have a very special guest. Her name is Safa, and we actually take the same class, Cultures in Africa. So Safa, do you mind introducing yourself to my listeners? Well, I'm Safa. I do a BA in History and African Studies. That's it. Thank you very much. Yes, yeah, so I wanted to ask about your experience growing up in Holland, because you mentioned that, and I was just so curious. I don't know, like my experience growing up, being black in Holland, I feel like I was kind of oblivious to the fact that I was other for quite a while. Like I wasn't really aware of my race and stuff until I grew older and people started asking me where I was from. And like, you know the question, where are you from? But yeah. then like, when you tell them, oh, I'm from like The Hague or the city that you're from, yeah. right? They're like, but where are you really from? So that was kind of jarring. And I think that's the point, like when I was like 12, I kind of realized, okay, so there is like a difference between me mm. and like white Dutch people. Mm. So I stopped identifying myself as being Dutch. I just called myself Sudanese straight away because I was like, no one is really going to see me as Dutch. Like, why force it? Okay, that's so interesting. So you, you identify as Sudanese, but not Dutch, but you grew up in Holland. Why is that? So were you born in Sudan, then moved to Holland, or you just grew up in Holland? Um, No, I was, like, born and raised in Holland. Like, my whole family is born in Sudan, though. Like, they migrated. But, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't really feel like I'm Dutch. Because even though I would like to identify as being Dutch, because obviously it did shape my identity and help me be the person that I am today. But then just the whole fact that I would never really be seen as a Dutch person, like a full Dutch person, because I'm other, because I'm Sudanese or because I'm an immigrant. It just makes me feel like I do not want to claim being mm. Dutch if they don't claim me back. Okay, that's true. So when you say Dutch, in my head, I'm like, if you're Dutch, you speak Dutch language, <laughs> you eat Dutch food, you practice Dutch cultural practices. Do you do that? So I don't really feel like I'm too much in touch with Dutch culture because I don't really, this is going to sound super ignorant, but I don't really feel like there is a lot to Dutch culture. Mm. I feel like it's more just like the people are very humble, very open-minded, well, supposedly. But yeah, I don't really feel like there is... At least maybe I just don't know a lot about Dutch culture. But I do speak Dutch, but I don't necessarily eat, like, Dutch food. Oh, yeah, because my next question was, you know the phrase, when in Rome, do as the Romans do? So I wanted to ask, did you immerse yourself or involve yourself in the Dutch culture? Or how did you even adapt, like, the Dutch culture? Well, I feel like I did. Like, I, when I was younger, we did participate in, like, all the Dutch holidays that were going on, including the racist ones that I wasn't really aware of at the time that were racist. And I think my parents just wanted to like assimilate as much as they could mm. so even if they found it problematic they would just like kind of sweep it under the rug and be like we're here now like we have to make a life for ourselves and I feel like a lot of immigrants do that mm. when they come to a different country like they let so many things slide because they feel like they should be grateful for being mm. there so I didn't really realize that obviously things were bad or wrong so I just participated in them and then like when I grew older and when I realized that stuff was really messed up <laughs> I stopped participating in them and I questioned myself like why are people doing this yeah when you mentioned that they have like racist holidays and celebrations how does that work and how does the government allow this to happen what they do is like there there's been this big debate whether it's racist or not for like quite some years and we're co uh, we're talking about um, the celebration called Sinterklaas and Zwarte Piet and then specifically about Zwarte Piet which is Black Pete in English. And it's basically this holiday where it's kind of like Christmas mm -hmm. and Santa with his 
with his elves and like his helpers, but his helpers are black people. Yeah. And the reason why they're black, supposedly, like the story goes, is because they go through a chimney and that's why their skin is black. But then that doesn't make up for the fact that he's wearing, like the outfit that he's wearing is very problematic and he has red lipsticks. His lips are really big. He's wearing gold earrings. He has curly hair. It's like, it doesn't add up. Yeah. Like, if he was actually going through a chimney, like, where is he getting all this extra exactly. stuff from? Yeah. And it's just, and it's put in this perspective where he's helping out Sinterklaas, which is a white man. So, yeah. like, when you just look at it, it just sounds so wrong. And, like, when people are trying to have this debate in Holland, they're often dismissed and talking about, wanting to like ruin a child's holiday that they don't want to um don't want to see kids happy but instead of that they're just trying to make it more inclusive like no one ever said they they wanted to get rid of the whole holiday they just wanted to get rid of the racist aspects of the holiday so is this still going on even in 2018 yeah that's so messed up like it was literally on the 5th of december like every single year people do this every single year there are protesters but it's just they're trying but it's just i feel like the majority is just against it Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's the main problem in holland like a lot of people don't want to start a dialogue and have conversations about it even when it's peaceful and i feel like the protesters are often just seen as these like angry black people that just Mm want to ruin a children's holiday when it's really not the case so when you're young how did you cope with this every single christmas as I said, like, I really didn't realize that there was oh, anything oh yeah, wrong with yeah. it until I was, like, 12 or 13. I was, like, oblivious to the fact that it was, like, racist or anything. But, like, as I grew older and, like, I remembered some of the things people would, like, my teachers would have said to me when I was younger, I realized how problematic it was. Like, when I was younger, people, like, my teachers would often tell me that I did not need the schmink, like, the... What's schmink? Sorry. Oh, sorry, that's the yeah. Dutch word. Yeah. <laughs> I did not need the, um, what's it called? When you, like, you know the stuff that you put on your face to make yourself darker? Like, oh, what's the word? But it's not makeup, yeah. but it's like, it's like actually black paint. Oh, wait, so you were told you, you don't need this or you need this? No, I was told that I didn't need it because I was already black. Why would other kids need black paint? Because that was the whole part of the celebration. Like, kids would actually dress up as them. So white students would dress up? Yeah, they would fully do blackface. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it's like if you go to Holland during the 5th of December, you literally just see blackface all around you. And I was so used to it as a kid that I didn't see that there was anything wrong with it. I was like, oh, yeah, they're just like black peeps. There's nothing wrong oh, with goodness. it. This is so concerning. I know, it's so problematic. You know, when I tell people they're like super surprised about it, they're like, oh, I'm, but I'm surprised. Like, I'm right? A lot of people you. don't yeah. even know about it. It's like, I feel like people just assume that Holland is like this very liberal country and they're so progressive. Like, I think they um, they were the first country in Europe, I think, in like 2000s to allow gay marriage and stuff oh, like okay. that. So I feel like people just perceive them as this like super liberal, like free country where everything is okay. But nope. So for me, in my experience at least, when I moved to a new place, I always find myself that I stick with mostly other Kenyans. So I wanted to ask, how was that for you? And was it ever intentional or not? So did you have any Sudanese friends or did you just like make new friends from other countries? When I was growing up in Holland? Yeah, in Holland, yeah. I mean, Holland is quite diverse. So I feel like I had friends from like all around. But I lived in a city called The Hague for quite a long time until I was like eight years old. Mm -hmm. And then I moved to a city called Delft, which... is, well, it's, it's become more diverse, but when I was growing up, like, I grew up in, like, the white suburbs, and I went to this predominantly white high school, so I didn't really have that many friends of color or people of, like, different 
ethnicities, but I did have one friend of mine. She was Ethiopian, and I was, like, Sudanese, so we're, like, both East African. Okay. So I kind of, like, stuck with her, and she's still my, like, closest friend to this day. Yeah, that's nice, yeah. Being, like, one of the only two black girls in our high school, and then there were, like, maybe three other black guys, like, people would always just assume that we were dating mm. or that we would be super cute together because we're both happen to be black and it's just like stuff like that you know when you're trying not to be racist but you're being a racist basically (laughs) or like these little microaggressions yeah like stuff like that or like I would have my hair out and people would like make fun of it and like throw pens in it and stuff like that and then they would confuse me and my friend even though we do not look alike I have curly hair she has straight long hair Like, we genuinely do not look alike. And people would try to, like, confuse us. And I was like, how? I wanted to ask, how did you cope the microaggression? Did you let it slide and keep it quiet? I think I just let it slide and kept it quiet. Because even the microaggressions came from some of my teachers. So I was like, there's no point in me trying to argue. Like, they're not really going to do anything about it. They're just going to live their life. And at that point, when I was in high school, I wasn't fully aware of also how, like, problematic everything was and how toxic it was for me to be in that environment. So I didn't really realize how bad it was until I left and realized this isn't the way it's supposed to be. Because I feel like I fully became aware of everything around me. It started when I was, like, 12, 13, when I realized, okay, stuff is not okay for black people. Because before that, I fully thought that, okay, we had slavery, everything after that was fine. I did not think that there was any injustice between, like, how black people were treated or how other minorities were treated. I thought everything was okay. And then I think when I was 12, I started realizing, okay, it's not okay. But then when I was like 15 or 16 and I left that environment and I started doing my own research and talking to my parents and talking to my older sister and brother when I realized, okay, this was not okay. I wanted to ask a second question about your education experience, but specifically about the academic curriculum. How was that? And it involved like any black history at all. Does Does Holland have any black history that we don't know about? So, as you guys may know, Holland has quite a racist um, history. Like, with the whole VOC. What's VOC? Oh, VOC is like, um, I think it's, I don't know, like, the whole name of it, but I think it's called the Dutch, um, like, something-something company. And it was like this, like, back in the day, it was like this big um, shipping company that would go around and get slaves, get spices, and get, like, all these things from, like, not just Africa. They also went to Indonesia. And they would just travel back to Holland. And it, like this, it was this whole system that they had figure out, figured out for themselves. And when I was growing up in history, they would be like, they would kind of glorify it and kind of be like, oh, look at what Holland did. Like, that's literally where their riches came from. Yeah. That's how they like established themselves. Like, they went around, they got all these things. Yeah. But I feel like the slavery part was also da- like was very downplayed. They never really mentioned how bad it was. And they were just like, okay, they did slavery, but then it ended and everything was okay. I feel like with everyone at least, well, I remember learning about like colonialism and how like the good things about colonialism. Yeah. Oh, they brought religion. Literally. They taught us English. But I feel like that's the thing that they do. Like they, in Holland specifically, the curriculum that I followed when I was growing up was focused not that much on the bad side of colonialism. It was like colonialism happened. It was... It wasn't the best thing, but it was still better for them than if it didn't happen. I feel like that's how they downplayed mm. it. Like, made it out to seem like if it didn't happen, like, these countries wouldn't be where they are now. It's always the like, same, same narrative. And even I feel like in the U.S., it's the same with slavery. Mm. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay, it happened, but look at you guys now. You guys have rights. You guys can vote. Like, everything is okay. 
I wanted to ask also, how did you keep in touch with your Sudanese identity when you were in Holland? My mom had quite a lot of like Sudanese friends, so I did always feel like I was Sudanese. And my parents would talk about Sudan, and I would go visit. Like I never really felt like I wasn't Sudanese because my household was so heavily influenced by Sudanese culture. So now you currently live in London. How was the transition, and when did you move from Holland to London? I moved. I think about two years ago. I feel like in the beginning, it was just kind of like a culture shock. Being able to see, like not in a bad way, but just being able to see all these like different minority groups. And we always talk about how like diverse Holland is. But in reality, it really isn't as diverse as a lot of people think it is. So me going to London was like, whoa, there's so many different like ethnic groups just living here. And like they weren't really seen as other because a lot of them identified as being British. And they weren't questioned for identifying as being British as Mm -hmm. I was. I asked you if you're black British, but then you mentioned you aren't black British, and I wanted to know why. But I feel like now I know because, well, you grew up in Holland and not Britain. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if I would have moved to London, like when I was like eight years old or seven years old or five years old, maybe I would have identified as being black British or British because. I just don't really identify as being British because obviously having lived in London for two years have sh- has shaped my identity, but I don't feel like it has in a way that me growing up in Holland would have. So if I had to like identify, even though I don't really want to identify as Dutch, I would first identify as being Dutch rather than as okay. British. So when someone asks you, like, what's your identity, what do you say? Do you say Sudanese? Do you say I'm Sudanese Dutch? If someone would ask me that, I'd be like, I'm Sudanese, but I was born and raised in Holland. Like, Do you mention the London part? I feel like, I don't know. It, it really depends, because if I'm in London, I feel like people already know that I'm like now in London. But like, if I was to go to Holland and if I was to meet, like, a new person, I'd be like, oh, but I currently, like, live in London. Yeah. Thank you so much. The last question, like, about your future. Where do you see yourself, like, settling in? Well, with Brexit. <laughs> no, but... Um, <laughs> with Brexit. <laughs> like, literally. I don't know. I feel like I'll probably get my education in the UK because I feel like there are just more opportunities for me here, especially with wanting to pursue a career in, like, African studies. I don't know. I would like to go back to Holland because even though it has its flaws and all, I do really like it, and it's just way cheaper than London. So Holland, The Hague, or just Holland anywhere? Oh, I would feel like I'd move to Rotterdam. Why is that and not The Hague? I just like Rotterdam a bit more. Rotterdam is, because obviously it was like bombed oh. during World War II. I, yeah. do, I do know this. I do <laughs> really? know this, yeah. I think it's not because of the yellow cubed houses. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's how I know of the, of the city. So yeah, they, like, they were bombed and obviously the whole city had to like rebuild itself. So I feel like yeah. living there is really nice because the architecture is completely different towards the rest of Holland because mm. everything is new. And I just feel like Rotterdam is very up and coming. So yeah, I think I'd move there if I had to move anywhere. Wait, so is Holland like the province, the name of the country? So Holland is just the name of the country. People Like there are different ways of calling it. You can call it the Netherlands or you can call it Holland, but it's just Holland. And then like Amsterdam, if I'm right, is the capital. Yeah, it's it's Amsterdam. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, from Holland. (laughs) I should know this, Yeah, I know know that. Thank you so much, Safa. I really, I really liked hearing your stories. But yeah, this is the second episode of FASA, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Do you have any last few words or comments? Look into the history of Holland and just Holland itself, and don't just assume that it's just weed and prostitutes and good things. And bicycles. Like, literally, because I feel like that's what people just assume about Holland, but it's like, it has so much more to offer than that.